0: You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Well, I'm Pastor John Canada. In case you don't know who I am, I'm your beloved worship leader for the last 19 years and thrilled to be a part of Meadowbrook Church. Uh, What a thrill and what a privilege it is to to just be here tonight to share the word with you. Of course, Pastor Tim is tending to his family and and taking care of some things. So he asked me to share the word and I'm just honored and blessed that he would give me the opportunity and trust me enough to share the word with you. And I think that we're going to get into some things tonight that you're going to be blessed. You're going to be strengthened and courage is going to be put right back into you so you can get out there and do what God's called you to do. And that is to give him glory. And by what you do and the successes that you have during the week, that brings glory to God. So what do you say we get into the word? Uh, Psalm 103, if you'd please turn there for a moment. Psalm 103. I'm going to talk to you a little bit tonight about praising your way through. Through what? through whatever goodness gracious! i mean we know that life throws us curveballs fastballs sliders and the occasional uh change up if you're a baseball fan if you know, know what that means pastor scott does but uh so many times we, we just do, we don't know what's coming next but thank god that god does i'm so thankful that he does because nothing ever catches him off guard You know, when you woke up this morning and maybe something happened when you went to work or somebody cut you off in traffic, God didn't go, huh, didn't see that one coming. (laughs) Aren't you glad? I mean, he's out in front of us, always helping us, always has... Hindsight, he's got the 2020 on everything, and so I'm so glad. But in Psalm 103, we're gonna we're gonna look a little bit uh, of how David approached life and how David looked at some things. So let's go to Psalm 103. I'm gonna read it in the New King James Version first, and then I'd like to go over to the Amplified Version and read verses one through five. A Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all say all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and forget not all say all all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies your mouth with good things say that's good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now that's verses 1 through 5 in the New King James Version. I'd like to read it to you in the Amplified Version. It says this. Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul. And all that is deepest within me, bless, His holy name, bless affectionately, gratefully praise. I think he's trying to get something over to us there. The Lord, oh, my soul and forget not one of all his benefits who forgives, say forgives every one of all your iniquities who heals, say heals each one of all your diseases who redeems, say redeems. Your life from the pit and corruption who beautifies, dignifies and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy who satisfies, say satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation with good so that your youth is renewed is like the eagle strong, overcoming and soaring. How many of you would like to be those last three words strong, overcoming and soaring? Amen. Well, it's, it's okay if you came in here tonight and you're not feeling strong, but you're feeling weak. It's okay if you came in here tonight and you're not feeling like an overcomer, but you're feeling overcome. And it's okay if you came in here tonight and you're not soaring, but you're kind of slumming. That's okay because you're at the right place at the right time. Pastor Mike always says with the right people doing the right things. You're here with your family. We're gathered around the word of God. And I promise you, God wants to put courage back into you so that you can face your week like an overcomer, like a winner, because that is what you are. Say this with me. Say, I am an overcomer in Jesus Christ. Say it again. I am an overcomer. In Jesus Christ. Now, I want to make sure that you know that before you walk out of here tonight, I don't care if you've been blowing it all week or maybe you've been blowing it all your life and you're just really having a hard time. You are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Overcome what? Whatever. I've faced little things and I've faced great, gigantic, big, huge things. And it's all the same to God because he's the answer. Jesus is the answer. And no matter what we face, I love this, what says in the amplified your, um, who satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation. How awesome is that? No matter if I'm 42 going on 43 next month, or if I'm 70 something going on 70, something else this year, God wants to, uh, to meet your desires and your needs at your specific age. Another reason to say that God wants to heal you no matter if you're 22 or 72. At your personal age, whatever is necessary for you to live in Christ Jesus and to be an overcomer, God wants to give that to you. You believe that? Amen. I believe that too, so let's move on. Verse one, let's go back there. Let's go back there in, in the New King James Version. And what David is doing here Is he's commanding his soul. Do you know that you have command of you? You know, and I've heard people say this. I just can't help it. That's just the way I am. That's just the way I'm built. You don't live in my situation. You don't work for my boss. You don't have my wife. (laughs) Have you heard that before? I mean, I think we've all heard that before. But David had command of his soul. David commanded his soul. And he said, soul, bless the Lord. And and history tells us here, as he was writing this, he was going through some pretty tough and trying times. But he said, soul, bless the Lord. You know, I'll, I'll just let you in my house for a moment. I had a... Uh, um, well, let's just say it like it is. I had a real fleshy moment the other day. I just started to complain and to whine and just to nye nye, 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 And how many of you know, when you get like that, it just, you start to get, you start to feel worse and worse and worse and everything becomes heavier until you just feel like you can't take it no more. And then all of a sudden you catch yourself and going, what are you doing? You ever done that? Oh, well, I'm glad there's some of the You ever done that before. Okay, good, good. Then we're all the same type of people in here tonight and I'm not weird all by myself. That's good to know. But you know, I was just having a moment and I was, I was tired from a long day. I had a lot of different projects that I was juggling. I had a lot of different people that were really hurting that I was trying to help and minister to. So I was feeling tired And I just started to complain and whine and the Lord reminded me and it was, and it was, it was a rebuke, but it, but it was so good because I knew it was God speaking to me. He said, you know, you shouldn't be complaining about things that you should be trusting me with. So what complaining is complaining is this, it's the manifest presence of what you're not trusting God with. So whatever's complaining and coming out of your mouth that's what you're not trusting God with. It's a real good way to to kind of indicate this is where I'm at. And how many of you know you can't go to where you want to go until you know where you're at. So at that moment, I, I was just dumping on my friend. I mean, dumping bucket loads and bucket loads. And they just sat there. Yeah, I understand. I understand how you're feeling. I'm just dumping and dumping and dumping. All of a sudden, I I, I texted him back after we got off the phone. Call. I said, you know, I am so sorry. I, how can I complain about what I should be trusting God with? Please forgive me. And they're like, man, you know. And you got to have friends in your life who you can dump on, and they're okay. Thank God for Pastor Scott, <laughs> and Pastor Mike, and Pastor Hedon, and Pastor Tim, and Mike Quistad, and Tommy Rowan. See, I got a bunch of them. Shirley Page, I got a bunch of them. Let's see, who haven't I dumped on in a while? No, I I really don't. I really don't make a practice of that. I usually catch myself before it starts coming out of my mouth. And sometimes my friends love me enough to tell me, would you just stop? You know, you're just not seeing this right. And you got to have friends that'll square you up and do those things. Amen. Amen. But David was commanding his soul, you bless the Lord. And scripture tells us if we go through history and find out when David wrote Psalm 103, he was going through extremely difficult and trying times. But he commanded his soul, you bless the Lord. So if David could do it, who was not born again, Who was not filled with the Holy Spirit and had God himself living and abiding and breathing on the inside of him. If David could command his soul to bless the Lord, guess what? So can you. Even in the midst of really difficult circumstances, you could stop and say, okay, I'm going to stop. Soul, John, I talk to myself a lot. John, bless the Lord. And so I just start to bless the Lord out of my heart. And notice this in the Amplified Version. He said, affectionately and gratefully praise the Lord. So David was saying, you know what? Y'all know that the Jewish people were very emotional people? God made them that way on purpose. And he's made you that way on purpose. Not so you can freak out and fritz out. But that you can use those emotions to... To share how much you love him, to share with your loved ones around you emotionally how much you love them. How many of you just love it when somebody that's you know maybe your son or, or daughter or or your spouse would just say, "Gee, I really love you. You're really great." <laughs> really? I mean, is every is everybody you know? Do you totally dig that, or do you when they put a little bit of emotion behind it? You, you know what? You mean a lot to me today. I was going through George Pecorero was like a grandfather to my children and was like a father in a lot of ways to me when I first came here because I didn't have my dad and uh, and Joyce here. I didn't have uh, my in-laws here. I didn't have family. So all of our Christmases and Thanksgiving we spent with the Pecoreros. And so as I started to think about that, I just started to think, wow, I'm really blessed I still have my parents here on the earth. And I want to thank you guys for being my parents because you're great parents. And so, you know, I called them and I couldn't get them on the phone. So I just left a message on their answer machine saying, you know what? I just want you guys to know I love you so much and appreciate that. I can always count on no matter what happens or who else bails on me. I know my parents will always be there for me. And if you can say that, or you have one person in your life that you can say that about, you are extremely blessed. And so just remember that. But David commanded his soul, bless the Lord. Now, this, this is two words that I had in my heart for this message. The Lord wants us to be genuine and intentional about our worship, about our daily life of worship. He wants us to be genuine and intentional. Now, genuine being, he wants us to, to, from our heart, not mindlessly, how many of you all have done this before you start praying and you're five minutes into your prayer and you're thinking about what you're going to eat later or, gee, I should have told so-and-so this and I should have told so-and-so that or, or you're thinking, gosh, I, I can't wait till tomorrow till I get to- Oh, yeah, Lord. Oh, I just thank you, Jesus, for... God wants us to be genuine. That means from the heart. All attention on him. Amen. So genuine and intentional. I love this word because Pastor Tim has been using this uh, in, in the word exuberant worship. How many of you know that God is worthy of exuberant worship and exuberant praise? That means you're uninhibited. You're intentionally giving it your all. God wants us to be intentional. So when we come to church, church should be the easiest place to worship God. We put these amazing musicians and singers up here, create all this wonderful atmosphere. It should be just like easiest thing in the world. When it gets tough is when you're by yourself or you're going through a tough time, or maybe you're on the job and you're just kind of like, you know, you're doing your thing and you just try not to let anybody know. Thank you, Jesus. Worship you, Lord, for that. Praise God. Hey, how's it going, so-and-so? Praise you, thank you, Jesus, for this. I praise you, Lord. Ooh, so-and-so just saw me with my hand up. No, I was really just saying hi. You know, I don't have that problem on my job. I can sit here right in the middle of, of the, and just go, Hey, thank you, Jesus. And so, so I am really most blessed. I mean, to be in the ministry is just, it's like a dream. I love what I do. I, you know, I, I can't imagine uh, doing anything else. And, um, I'm really thankful for that. God's good. So two words, genuine and being intentional. So genuine, do it out of your heart. And be intentional. And you know what, God, I'm doing this on purpose right now. And if we can do those two things, I think it's going to help us to cultivate a daily life of thankfulness. Okay, now, here's one thought I have for you. Hey, Bill, can I get a a tissue right underneath? Thank you. I have one of these Ricola's in my mouth so I can, excuse me. Thank you. Okay, I'm better now. Okay, so... I want you to try this and I know this is probably going to sound so stupid and so like, really, you're going to make us play this game. My wife and I do this. My wife and I usually, um, if one of us is is down, the other one's up to lift the other one up. How many of you can say that, you know, with your relationships, that's usually how it works. But on a rare occasion, both of us are down at the same time. We do something called the thankful game. Now, I know you all are thinking, really? I mean, what are we in preschool? No, seriously, it really works. Sometimes, you know, we'll just be so down and just so burdened by stuff or, or life that's going on that I'll, I'll look at her and I'll say, do we need to play the thankful game? She said, yeah, I need to play the thankful game. Okay, I'm thankful for this wonderful house. Now, if I'm smart, I first start out with, I'm thankful for my wonderful wife, but sometimes, you know, what are you got to do? I'm thankful for our wonderful home. And then she'll say, you know what? I'm thankful for our, our, our healthy kids. And I'll go, you know what? I'm thankful for Meadowbrook church. And she'll say, I'm thankful for our great friends that we have that love us and care for us. And I'm thankful. And you know, we don't have to get three or four thankfuls into that. Then both of us come out of the pit and get up. So. If you're having a rough time, that is a wonderful thing to do to live a life of Thanksgiving. If you have to play the thankful game, you can play it all by yourself. The game's free. It can be played with one to as many players as you want. And you always win. That's what's great about it. So I just encourage you to do that. If you're just, man, I'm just having such a, you know what, let's play the thankful game. You know, call, call good friends. I'm so blessed. I have great family and wonderful friends around me that if I'm ever struggling, I can go to them and, and they have a good word and to, to encourage me with and Vice versa, we, we do that for each other. And I want to encourage you as the Meadowbrook family, don't come in and sit in the seat and leave and never talk to anybody. Make friends serve somewhere so you can have camaraderie with a group of people. So that you can make friends that can lift you up and keep you encouraged when you need courage. You know, don't become an island all by yourself. The Bible says a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and rages against all wise judgment. So what I encourage you to do, find and make friends all around you. That's when I say, go ahead and turn around and shake the hand of a few worshipers around you. I don't say that so that it could be like, oh go here we go again. <laughs> Great, great. I'm putting my Christian smile on. Okay, great. Oh, I hate that part. You know, I really want you to make some friends with some folks around you. Serve. That's a great way to make friends and gain camaraderie with other folks that can help you. So do that. Psalm 100 verse 4 says this. Affectionately in the amplified. Affectionately. Praises or enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Go to the next one. I'm sorry, I'm not. And a thank offering, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say so to him. Bless and affectionately praise his name. The Amplified says to affectionately praise his name. Now let's go to the Message version. I believe it says starts with entered. That's it. Enter with the password. Thank you. Make yourselves at home. Talking praise. Thank him. And worship him. So we know that the way that we enter into this place of worship with God every day is not by Pastor John and the band firing it up so that we can worship God. That's just kind of like the the cherry on top of the Sunday twice a week. So that you come in here and we together corporately worship God and see some amazing things happen as we hear his word and we get into his presence. But that's just kind of cherry on top of the Sunday of you all week just being a thankful person. Thank you, God, for how good that you are. Thank you. I'll tell you, this is the truth. My wife and I, rare is it that we drive into our neighborhood that we both don't look at each other and go, we are so blessed. We have a beautiful home. We're driving in a a car that works. You know, I mean, seriously, to be thankful and grateful, but to live that every day. If there's one thing I could say that Pastor Tim has taught me as my very good friend and my pastor is to be thankful. That is one of the most thankful guys you're ever going to meet. He and Alicia. Thankful, thankful, thankful people. And I hope that resonates with you just to be thankful to God enter into his gates thank him worship worship i love this enter with the password thank you awesome now this listen this is awesome because i i actually called shirley up how many of you know who shirley Page is? shirley at least wave your hand at everybody oh she's gonna she's not gonna like that tomorrow love you shirley but shirley is is one of our counselors on staff and she is um you know, not just a nice person who loves Jesus and kind of knows the word. She's also licensed and she's degreed in that. And so I encourage you, if you ever need somebody to talk to, Shirley is always there for you. And she has been such a huge blessing to our staff and to the and to the church body. But I called her up today and said, help me out with this. When well, we're thankful and we meditate on those things and we don't meditate on the bad things, is there anything that actually happens like chemically in the brain or anything that actually works toward our good. And she she goes, you know, matter of fact, I can send you some things. So I'm just going to read it just how she sent it to me. From the book, God Attachment by Dr. Timothy Clinton, president of the American Association of Christian Counselors. He said this, we are designed by God with a built-in seeking system. How cool is that? A longing to know of God's existence and understanding our own meaning in this life. Research suggests that the chemical dopamine may be a major contributor in our inherent desire to seek spiritual connection, similar to the way our love hormones cause us to seek emotional and physical attachment to loved ones. One study traced an increase of dopamine in committed Christians as they worship God by reciting the Lord's Prayer. This is Shirley's interpretation of it. Worship is a way we can honor and adore God that not only puts our focus in the right place, but starts the process of reducing stress As we take our thoughts captive by focusing on him and physically with our words express thoughts of adoration Adrenaline can decrease and our connecting hormones dopamine and serotonin may begin to increase so, these hormones are not the Holy Spirit, but, but they may be the biological place where the spirit and body make that connection that gives us a sense of calm and peace. How cool is that? I mean, God really knew what He was doing when He made you. So, when you're going, what? You want me to what? You want me to praise you while I'm going through this right now? Are you nuts? He's doing that because he knows even the physical makeup in your brain is going to get happy. So just think of it that way. And, and you can reduce the stress levels in your life by some of these chemicals reacting with your praise and to be thankful and get your mind on the right thing. So I just thought that was really a cool uh, and interesting point. And if you want to know more about that, see Shirley. <laughs> so verse 2 um, And the new King James version, let's go back there. Verse two through five, new King James version of one of Psalm 103. Bless the Lord. O my soul. And listen to this. Forget not all his benefits who forgives, say forgives all your iniquities. Second thing is who heals, say heals all your diseases, not some, but all your diseases who redeems, say it. Your life from destruction, and not only does he redeem you, this is what he does. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Lastly, who satisfies, say that, satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Jesus forgives, heals, redeems, and satisfies. Let's say it together. I want you to say this with me. Jesus forgives, heals, redeems and satisfies man i tell you that is a one-two punch jesus didn't just forgive us he heals us he doesn't just heal us he redeems us redeems you from what from whatever what's your deal he'll redeem you from it has redeemed you from it already redeemed you from it and not only does he redeem you, or, or forgive you, heal you, and redeem you, he satisfies you. There is no uh, better satisfied person in this life, no human being that could be more satisfied than a born-again, spirit-filled believer in Jesus Christ. Because God fully satisfies. Buddha tried to satisfy, but he couldn't. Some of the other religions try to satisfy, but they can't. But Jesus is alive and Jesus satisfies. Amen. All right. The Lord forgives Psalm 103 verse eight through 12 says this. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Aren't you so glad slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Thank you, Lord. Nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear or worship him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Glory to God. No matter what you've done in your life, no matter how you've blown it, no matter how many times you've blown it again and again and again, when God looks at you, he sees nothing but perfection because he sees you through the blood of Jesus. Jesus forgives I don't care what you've done or what happened or how embarrassed or ashamed that you are. Jesus has forgiven that. I don't care what it is. Jesus forgives. So that is a reason to be thankful. Wouldn't you say? So if you're going through something, thank you, Jesus, that even though I'm going through this, you have forgiven me completely and totally from all my sins. And I'm clean and I'm justified just like I'd never sinned before you right now. You see me perfect and holy just the same way that you see Jesus. Amen. That's good news tonight. I'm so thankful for that. Second thing is he heals. Jesus Christ is your healer well let's just hope it's the lord's will no the will of god is that you would be healed in your physical body so that you may glorify god with this physical body that you have it's hard to glorify god with your physical body when it's dragged down with sickness and disease how many of you can say that's true You know, if I'm going through a hard time or some folks really struggle with uh, allergies, right now the pollen's going nutso and some people have just been having the worst uh, uh, time with their sinuses and different things like that. That is not God's will for you. God wants you to be healed and well. Say, Jesus heals my body. You believe that? That's another reason. Oh, thank you, Lord. You've healed my body. No matter what I'm going through, whether it be headaches, whether it be cancer, whether it be uh, whatever it is, Jesus heals my body and his perfect will is that I walk in wellness and wholeness of my body. And I receive that now in Jesus name. Another great reason to be thankful, folks. Jesus is your healer. Amen. Another or third thing. He redeems, say this, Jesus is, Jesus is my, redeemer. my redeemer. Say it again, my redeemer. my redeemer. now listen to this in Ephesians chapter two. I love this. This is going to be a theme uh, for us um, and uh, uh, as a part of our Easter theme and part of our music as we 've been putting it together because this is just so ugh, makes you just want to you know, take off running or shouting or something because it's just so good. There's truth in here and it applies to you and me. Amen. Okay, Ephesians chapter two, verse four says this, but God, so rich in is he in his mercy. Uh, this is the amplified, yes it is. Because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us, Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He, God, gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. For it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved Delivered from judgment and made partakers of christ's salvation listen to this and he raised us That's me and you up together with him and made us sit down together giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in christ jesus the messiah the anointed one he did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor in his kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. God redeemed you so he could show off. He redeemed you because he loved you and to show you his great grace and his love. Oh my goodness, these three verses, I mean, you could study that for a lifetime and and keep getting things out of it. Amazing that Jesus, not only does he forgive us, not only does he heal us, he redeems us. Well, redeems me from what? What does redeem mean? What do you need redeeming from? There you go, everything's a good answer. But whatever it is, you know what it is in your life, Jesus has redeemed you from it. Galatians 3:13 tells us this, that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Well, what is the curse of the law? Anything that's bad. Here's, I'm going to give you a real simple definition. This really helps me and if you can remember this, this will take you a long way because it's really helped me in my life. If it's bad, it's the devil. And if something happens to you that's good, it's God. So all I gotta do when something comes in my life, I don't have to say, well, is this the will of God or not? Is it bad? Yeah, it's bad. Then it's not God's will. You mean God didn't want me to go broke and my business to go under? That's not God's will. That's kill, steal, and destroy. That's the enemy's plan for you, not God's. Are y'all with me tonight? I mean, does God want us to go under or over? He wants us to go over. When Jesus said, I'll meet you on the other side, he wasn't kidding. That's why he was so perplexed when the disciples were freaking out in the boat. He's like, didn't I say you? of? Have... Hey, guys, have a little faith. Didn't I tell you we were going over to the other side? And they're looking at the waves going, Yeah. You probably would have been the same way too. I mean, I probably would have been the same way. You did, Jesus, but look at the waves. Look at the wind. Look at us about to go down. We're going over to the other side. So there's no reason for us to fritz or no reason for us to freak out because Jesus has redeemed us. Say, I'm redeemed. redeemed. Honestly, y'all, this is not hypey. It's not, it's just truth. And it's just truth that if you really meditate on it and keep that in the forefront of your mind, you don't have to have another rotten day in your life. I didn't say that you weren't going to have challenges. Jesus said, in this world, you have tribulation. So he promised us that there's going to be challenges, but he said, be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. So good news is no matter what you face, Jesus is the answer. Amen. Now, lastly... G- oh, so, well, let's go back to redeems. Thank you, Lord, that you have absolutely redeemed me from anything that's bad. I've just given you three great reasons to be thankful. Here's your fourth one. He satisfies. I love this in Psalm 103, verse five um, in the Amplified band. You can come on up because we're going to practice this in a minute. Is that is that cool? OK, Psalm 103, verse five who satisfies your mouth, listen to this, your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation with good, so that your youth renewed is like the eagles, strong, overcoming, soaring. That's God's will for my life, that I be strong, Overcoming and soaring over. You, the problems may be there, but you're soaring over the midst of the storm. I know it's there. I feel it's there, but I'm soaring above it. I'm telling you, that's what God wants for us. Listen, I, I mean, to think that because we're believers means that we're not going to have problems is just ridiculous. We're, we're not living in a fairy tale. I mean, that's why, you know, you see those movies all the time and, 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 you know, the guy gets the girl at the end and everything's hunky dory. Well, if they kept on going with the story of their lives, they had fights, they had stresses, they had difficulties, they had problems with their kids. But the bottom line is in this world, I mean, we're not going to get away from that stuff, but we can be overcomers and we can be a light So that when people look at us, they go, man, what is different about you? So lastly, we can lift up our hands and say, thank you, Jesus, because you satisfy. Jesus forgives and I'm thankful. He heals and oh man, am I grateful. He redeems. That makes me glad. And he satisfies. Not for a day, not for a week, but for a lifetime. He satisfies me. Amen? Hallelujah.